Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show season two, episode 45. My name is Dan Frost and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Tonight, I've got Mickey and Dana on what is a very special episode, uh, no D or cause, but uh, that's not going to stop us from talking all things origin. But before we get too carried away, let's dive into the warm up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, crew, as I fight my way through yet another um, sickness bout, um, guys, my toddler continues to share their beloved illnesses with me. Um, Got to love daycare and uh, parenting, but that is not going to uh, dull my spirits because it is State of Origin Week. Uh, so excited. Obviously, we love the fact that we're at a decider. Um, you know, this is really an opportunity for both teams to get the job done. You know, when you talk about Queensland teams, uh, you know, having that decider in Queensland, New South Wales are typically no chance, but obviously um, a few things have sort of moved during the week, which, uh, yeah, makes this one even more interesting. Dana, tough week to be a Queensland supporter, uh, but you're still hanging in there. But my question for you in the warm-up is, I guess, which player are you most looking forward to watching in this, uh, yeah, in this decider? Yeah, look, I'm a, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was stressed and concerned and, you know, praying to every god that there may or may not be up there, um, that there is some kind of redemption coming this this week. But, um, look, I'm excited to see what Selwyn Cobo can do. Um, you know, I have a soft spot for that kid up at the Bronx. So I'm excited to see how he competes with Brian Toe um, and just how he can improve the, the playing game on the wing because it just wasn't there. Uh, in game two, and that was obviously very obvious with that scoreline and just some missed opportunities. So hopefully he can kind of bring it up and step up another gear and kind of help Queensland get over the line a couple more tries. Dana, he scares me a little bit because he had four errors. I think he led the, led Queensland in terms of his errors in the last game. You just know that for someone who's so young that probably overthinks rugby league a fair bit, you know, given he's still quite new in, in terms of his representative career, He's going to be due for an unbelievable performance here, and we've seen what he can do for Brisbane. So, uh, yeah, that is going to be an incredible clash. Uh, yeah, and f- for those that did miss the big news, obviously Cam Munster and Murray Tuolagi uh, has been ruled out of the Game 3 decider with COVID. Um, yeah, side note, I don't have COVID, by the way. I'm testing up negative. But, look, it, it is a... You know, it's probably a discussion for another day, but this COVID situation is getting out of control when it comes to our beloved sport. We do have the final series coming up. So here at Mojo, we might talk a little bit about that as we get closer because it's scary times. The fact that, you know, let, let's let's call it for what it is. Cam Munster, one of the one of the best game, one of the best players in the game, can be ruled out of one of the games of the year. Uh, definitely disappointing there. Mickey, in saying all of that, no mercy, my friend. We are blue. Uh, we are supporting our New South Wales Blues. Let's go. Let's get this job done up there in Queensland. Which player are you most excited about watching in game three? Um I think it'll be exciting to see Jacob Safidi come in. Um, obviously, it's always good to see a debut for a player, especially in a big game like State of Origin. And then adding on to that, having it be the decider, like it'll just be huge for him. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, I, I can't get a read on Jacob. You know, I, I thought last year he was outstanding. You know, I think he won 
the Knights Player of the Year. I thought he was really, really impressive this year. He's been a little bit uh, patchy, but, you know, regardless of club form, you know, I, I guess Freddie sees particular players and has a little bit of faith in them and, and knows that they can get the job done. I, I'm, I'm, You know, as a Newcastle fan, I'm really proud of Jacob. Bit of a local boy, and, and I think he'll do his state proud. Um, and, you know, who knows? This could be the start of something special that only takes one opportunity. Jacob's a young player. I think Daniel can fight his way back in there. Great to see a few Newcastle Knights players making their way into rep football. Uh, look, for me, who else uh, but Nathan Cleary? You know, I know people already are getting a little bit tired of the Penrith Panthers, Nathan Cleary <laughs> uh, narrative, but, you know, there, there's been a lot of pressure on Nathan. You know, he hasn't received a lot of praise for what he's been able to live, uh, deliver at Origin. Obviously, he absolutely put Queensland to the sword there in Game 2 against Perth. Can he do that away on the road at Suncorp Stadium with 50,000 Queenslanders screaming hate at him? It's going to be really interesting to see. And, you know, if he can deliver, um, you know, I, I think, you know, he's building himself a very, very special CV. And another little quick shout-out, too, is his conversions. I mean, this guy, 7 from 7 in Perth, uh, turning those four pointers into six points, very special there from Cleary. I don't know what uh, broadcast of the game you're ever watching, but I don't think I've ever heard the commentators say more praise about Nathan Cleary than that game to match. I swear if I hear his game, his name one more time, I'm going to throw my TV out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are getting a little bit carried away here in New South Wales. We do love to do that. Uh, Joey 2.0, let's see what he can uh, deliver in game two. Uh, game three. All right, team, let's dive into it. The big one, the decider. Let's jump into the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dana, I poke fun at you, but, you know, when it comes to Queensland playing a state of origin game, in Queensland, I mean, we've kind of seen this before. You guys have got no chance of winning. No one believes you guys can get this done. I mean, we've heard this before. I mean, you know, a lot of people are thinking that New South Wales will get the job done here, but would it surprise you, in all honesty, would it surprise you if Queensland got a win here? I mean, it's just backs against the wall, Billy Slater, Jonathan Thurston, Cam Smith, their coaching telling those players that no one believes they can get the job done. I mean, yeah, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts? What's your, what's your belief here? Can Queensland pull one of the, the greatest upsets, uh, you know, off the back of what they did a couple of years ago? Look, it's, it's hard to look at because you've got to look at it from um, a realistic perspective, like looking at the stats from the last game, looking at the run meters, the comparison of the line breaks and the possession. Oh, my God, the possession. It's just... You can't fault looking at those numbers that, okay, clearly New South Wales are playing better than Queensland. But like you said, you know, I was at the game three game last year. We'd already lost the um, we'd already lost the the series. So it didn't matter though. They still went out and they played their hearts out and they won that game at home at Suncorp. Regardless of if it counted for the shield or not. I think it was that was a bit of a bittersweet moment because although New South Wales won, they didn't get that um that massive celebration if they had won the game. It was kind of like they lost that final game, but we're who we still get the shield. So I think if, if anything, like the benefit of the doubt is that Queensland are at home. And I think that people need to not underestimate the power that comes from being a maroon, being a maroon, sorry, at 
home at Suncorp on that final game. Like it'll it'll either come down to the wire or no one turns up and it's just a shit show. But, you know, as much as realistically if people ask if, how I feel about it, I I have mixed emotions. Um, I would love to say that, yep, we're going to, like you said, back against the wall with coaching staff of the century behind us that these kids can get it done. But I just, I honestly, I don't know. Um, I'm going into it that we're going to get our asses handed to us and we're not going to win and it's going to be a terrible, terrible game and I'm not that mad that I'll be shooting a gig so I won't even be able to watch it. (laughs) But it's something that I'm still in the back of my head going, don't count them out though because you never know what's going to happen when those boys get on the field and they get riled up and they've got that that noise of 35,000 people screaming at them that it could put New South Wales in a little a little hole that they they realise they're not the favoured ones at that ground. Mickey, we've got Dana and Coz on the run. I mean, so much show that, you know, Coz isn't here on the show tonight. You love to see Queensland misery. And I, and I guess, you know, it's a little bit of an insight in how, you know, maybe a particular Newcastle Knight fan has been feeling the last 20-odd years. But anyway, we poke fun. Mickey, let's try and find, um, you know, some hope for some of our Queensland listeners. Let's start with their fullback, Kalen Ponga, because it has been an up-and-down series from, uh, you know, well, the Newcastle Knights saviour. First game, thought he was a little bit patchy, obviously, with that with that performance. Um, you know, played, you know, uh, you know, just a little bit inconsistent in that first game. And then in game two, you really saw him explode. He really created that opportunity um, and, you know, really had Queensland in the contest before that HIA. Mickey, thoughts on, you know, your expectations of Kalen Ponga because... You know, when it's all said and done, Cam Munster, no Cam Munster. This is probably Ponga's biggest ever game. How do you think he performs in this one? Um, yeah, well, hopefully he doesn't get another head knock like last game because that would suck for him. Um, but, yeah, no, if he if he can play how he was playing in game two and, like, continue that in this game, I think it would be very beneficial for Queensland. Um, I was even... Like reading, I saw someone say that it would have been interesting to see how he would have played at 5'8 and then put, um, oh, I can't even remember, someone else at fullback. But I was like, oh, that could have been interesting for him because he has played a bit of 5'8 there. But he's such like a versatile player. Like he can make a few breakthroughs, break through that line. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I, and I think the magic number for him is two, two tri-assists. I think that's where... Kalen Ponga can do the most damage. He is as safe as houses under the high ball. In fact, I think he's a little bit dramatic with some of his um, aerobatics in the air, getting flipped over on his head. I think he needs to work on on that with his coaches. But you know he's safe. You know he's going to get the job done. But, you know, for Queensland at the end of the day, when you lose a spark such as Cam Munster, they're going to need points. And it's not to say Ponga needs to score two or three tries, although I'm sure Queensland would love that but he needs to help out his halves and he needs to set up some opportunities there. So two try assists, I think, is the magic number for Kalen Ponga. Can he get it done? I think it'll be pretty interesting. All right, well, let's fly through the remaining outside backs for Queensland. We've spoken about Selwyn Cobbo. I would be very, very worried if I was a New South Wales fan. I, I expect Selwyn Cobbo to have, uh, and you know, obviously, you know, it's still very much early in his career, but this could be his best ever performance. I just feel like what we saw in game two was not Selwyn. 
We saw a little bit of that during his early career there in Brisbane, but the following week he just snaps out of it and then shows some of those GI characteristics that we've seen. So everyone, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for Selwyn Cobbo. Anytime try score, a gamble responsibly. Dana, uh, another player that doesn't get a lot of love is Valentine Holmes. I get it. You know, he spent a little bit of time overplaying another sport that I love, NFL, came back, Sharks. You know, he's, he's obviously been around, but, you know, this whole North Queensland Cowboys revolution that we've seen this year, he's been a big part of that. I mean, what's your thoughts on Valentine Holmes? He's probably in career best form. That, that, that's another good strike weapon there for the Maroons. Yeah, well, that's the thing is you can't count out, like we talk about all these new and upcomers and these kids coming through, but you can't count out Valentine Holmes. He's, you know, in the NRL alone, he's the highest scoring player, like regardless of of rep football, you know, 149 points so far this season. He's 10 points or more than ahead of my favourite, Ryan Pappenhausen, who's been out for however long. But, you know, you can't go past that skill. And he had a 100% conversion rate in game two. Yes, there was only two tries, but those four extra points, although it didn't look like they made a difference, if the game was tighter, those points are detrimental in origin. You know, that that scoreline is is so hard to, to break through. Obviously, New South Wales did that in game two, but you look at game one, it was four points in it. So those four points at the end of the day, they count whether you get them or not. So the conversion rate, I think, between Valentine Holmes against Nathan Cleary is very, very important. Um, I'm also super excited to see look Ben Hunt's in a number nine. He's stepping in for Cameron Munster, and it's those are such big shoes to fill because money was man of the match in game one. Okay, he didn't perform as great as you'd like him to in game two, but you've still got that expectation of looking at Cameron Munster's year this season with Melbourne Storm and then into Origin that he's got, you've got to be on your 110% A game. If you are not there, it all goes downhill, which we saw in game two. So Ben Hunt has some serious pressure behind him. But, you know, I've I've always been like, oh, yeah, I like Ben Hunt. He's cool. Um, he's, got, he's got something and I hope he can kind of push through that barrier and, and really bring it forward for Queensland because he's done it every, he's done it in, patches for the dragons so it's going to be good to kind of see see where he can push it further for state of origin yeah look benny hunts uh like a nice fine wine he gets better with age you know he's a player who you know i i, I was the same dana I, I thought you know some of his performance was were, were a little bit patchy obviously got way too much criticism it's absolutely ridiculous but he's just getting better and better and better He's in career best form, absolutely. A lot of pressure coming into this one, but this could be a career-defining moment for Benny Hunt. And then just quickly to round off on some of these outside backs as well, Mickey, there's no secrets as to what New South Wales is going to do. We're going to target Dane Gagai. Um, 18 missed tackles in two games, absolutely crazy. But probably a saving grace out of this whole situation, with all due respect to Tuolungi, is bringing in Corey Oates. I felt personally that Corey Oates should have been in this football team uh, to start with, I love him as a player. He's six foot. I think he grows each and every year. What is he? Six foot nine at this point in time. He's a massive human being. Um, I really feel like he's been an absolute star for the Brisbane Broncos. He's a big body. I just wonder whether he's someone who could come in and settle down Dane Gagai again. You know, another potential uh, weapon there for Queensland. Yeah, I feel like um, Dan's had a bit of a quiet. Consider, like, I don't know. I always feel like. 
Dan or Dane? I mean, Dan I know I've had a, I know I've had a quiet one, but oh, Dane, yeah. sorry, yeah, oh, we've got you, we've got you. I was looking at your name on the screen. Um, sorry, yeah, Dane no, here. God, um, God help, God help any football team, uh, certainly state of origin <laughs> team that's got me in the centres. Yeah, um, I feel like everyone's like, oh, him at state of origin is like a different, different breed, but this black series he has been very patchy, very quiet. Um, but yeah, I definitely think. Yeah, Corey Oates coming in is huge. I especially, I feel like Murray had a bit of a tough game. Um, And so it, I don't know. I feel like bringing Corey Oates in should have already had been a thing before he tested positive for COVID. Um, So, yeah, it'll be. Leave Dane alone. (laughs) Yeah, well, look, I, I'm saying this as a Newcastle Knights fan. I just feel like uh, everyone's written him. This is it. You know, father time has tapped him on the shoulder. You know, D- Dane's had some patches of, uh, you know, some bad performances over the years. But, uh, yeah, you know, this is it. You know, he's always been an absolute superstar in Queensland, but maybe this is it. But, again, this is the narrative that Queensland wants you to believe. They want you to believe that, you know, he's going to struggle and he'll probably come out and score three tries. So there we go. That's the Queensland's backline: Ponga, Cobo, Holmes, Gagai, and Oates. Uh, and then we move into the halves. Obviously, yes, we've spoken about Munster going down. Benny Hunt will probably start. Uh, that's a lot of pressure to bring uh, Tommy Dearden, who will make his debut. I think they'll probably have him cool his heels on the bench and bring him in at some points. How that all comes to play, Benny Hunt, Daly Cherry Evans, Harry Grant, you know, I, I don't think it's something that fans need to worry too much about. I think in state of origin, you've really just got to let the game play out. And, you know, Billy Slater's definitely got the ability to have the right players on the field at the right time, especially with all these HIAs. I mean, let's be honest, they are causing havoc in the game right now. You know, within a 10 or 15-minute period, you could lose both of your halves. So, look, having Tommy Dearden on the bench or if he was to look to do something a little bit different, I still feel like that puts Queensland in a good position. All right, now let's obviously move into the trenches and talk about the forward pack for Queensland. You know, this is where, you know, New South Wales were most effective. Um, we'll talk about New South Wales in a second. But, you know, Dana, this is this is it. This is the big one. Again, there's a lot of pressure in around Papali'i. You know, he's a older player, experienced player. There's a fair bit of pressure on him. But you look at Capewell, Nanai comes into the starting side. Tino Fasua Malawi, who's having... You know, he, he, he's just enjoying being away from the Gold Coast at the moment, obviously with all the Titans challenges. But just looking at Queensland's forward pack in the trenches, in the middle, in front of all those fans, can Queensland get the job done there? I think as, like, the thing with Papali is he is that battering ram that you need to kind of help with those line breaks. If he can get through that first hit of defence, have a cheeky offload to... Um, to Capewell or Corey Oates or Cherry Evans, whoever's there, and they can take off running with the serious speed that these men have behind them. I think that's such a good play that they have. And obviously New South Wales can back it up by doing the same thing, but you've you've really got to focus on breaking through that middle to then allow the speedsters to come through, pass the ball a few times. And I think that's something that Queensland tends to not do as well as New South Wales are doing at the moment, and that's passing the ball. Because in rugby league, you can only get so far if you don't pass that ball off once you get it. You get stopped and, you you know, you make 10 metres and four, like, 
tackles and you wonder why there's no movement. It's because you need to move the ball around the field to open up the game, to, to make that change the momentum, shift the direction and kind of try and catch these players off guard with some sneaky quick feet that obviously Cameron Munster is known for. So yeah. I think Tino really needs to step up as well. Um, but Capewell, like you said, the high expectations I just have and I'm just, yeah, again, I I believe that we will get there because it is at home. But logically I I, I don't know. <laughs> I've got you rattled. I love it. We've got you on the ropes. But, no, look, I just feel like the 39% possession rate for Queensland in game two, you know, you, you can't win any game of football. I don't care if it's under 12s, under 13s at your local football field, but certainly not a state of origin contest. So how are they going to turn that around? Obviously, there's going to be pressure on Benny Hunt, Daly Cherry Evans, Tommy Dearden, Harry Grant absolutely in the spine, but the middles have got to do their job as well. So they've got to take it a little bit personally. And look, the reason why Queensland really need to even up some of this possession is they need to make use of some of their attacking weapons. Kurt Capewell is very underrated on the edge. We've seen what he did for Penrith, and then obviously when he shifted up to Brisbane. But Jeremiah Jeremiah Nanai, you know, he is your attacking weapon. He is an X factor. But if you burn him out just making, you know, in defense, um, you know, obviously you're not getting the best out of him. So, yeah, it's going to be a big challenge. Look, and then just quietly, Daily Cherry Evans, you know, there is quite a few talented youngsters that are sniffing around this Queensland side. You know, there's Sammy Walker that got brought into the 22 uh, for game three. Tommy Didden's there as well. You just wonder, you know, with Nathan Cleary probably looking to win that Australian Test jersey, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Daly Cherry Evans here. So, you know, if they go down, yeah, I wonder what that looks like for DCE. All right, just quickly, uh, just going over the bench, we've got Dearden, we've got Jai Arrow, who's an absolute lunatic. He'll go out there and give it his best. Patrick Carrigan, I mean, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he started. Uh, he has clearly been Queensland's best player, um, and I don't think it's been close. So uh, it'd be a little bit surprising if they kept him off the bench. And Tommy Gilbert, congratulations to him, as he will have his debut for Queensland. Another... You know, I, I think it's like 10, 11 Cowboys have been in and around the, the Origin Series this year. Absolutely unbelievable. And he, uh, yeah, quite rightly gets his opportunity. All right, Mickey, we got through that without projectile vomiting, talking about Queensland. Uh, <laughs> let's now flip it over to the New South Wales Blues. Trying to be a little bit modest here, Mickey, because obviously they're coming off what wasn't a really impressive performance in Perth. But... You know, that's a little bit of a concern too because they kind of were sleepy coming into game one. What's your general thoughts on the New South Wales Blues? In particular, what I'm concerned about is that first half. Do you do you feel like the Blues are going to come out flat? Yeah, what's your read on this one? Yeah, I don't know. I um, You'd hope that they can come out like they did in game two. Um, but I feel like it's some of the younger players who haven't really played much origin, maybe like the big crowd at um, Suncorp, maybe like scare them a little bit. Like I feel like they're going to be very vocal um, when they're running out with their booze. Um, and hopefully it doesn't like rattle the boys too much. Hopefully they can well, just like ignore that and um, come out with some fire in their guts. Well, let, let, let's see. I mean, we spoke about how terrifying it would be if I was in the centres. For Queensland, you know, I'd be letting in 30 missed tackles a game probably in, in a half. Um, 
you spoke about that crowd, oh, you'd be shitting yourself, wouldn't you? Like it, it would just be, it'd be a combination of, you know, shitting yourself, but also to elation, you know, there, there'd be no feeling like it as you see that crowd uh, move in. Now, Dana, I get it. You're not there to give us a lot of love from the Blues, but there was one particular player there, a winger, Brian To'o, that you just did want to quickly mention. I mean, am I right in saying that, you know, when we talk about how the Blues are going to try and get a little bit of momentum early in this game, it's it's going to come from a winger. I mean, anyway, talk to us a little bit about Brian because he's been doing some special things and probably hasn't been getting spoken about enough. I mean, if I'm honest, when he's wearing that black jersey, I couldn't give two shits about him. But it's, you know, it's hard to ignore him when you watch State of Origin because he's just everywhere and he just takes over in a way that I don't think people notice. Like, you know, he adds, if he has under 200 run metres in a game, you think he's had an off night. Like the fact 261 run metres he had in game two, which of course against Caelan Bonga with 123, no shit New South Wales were going to win. Like you look at these these numbers and you just, the possession that they had and just it's hard to be able to ignore the fact, even as a Queenslander, like I can't ignore the fact that we didn't play our best. We didn't show up. We didn't there. And New South Wales just pumped us in every way, shape and form. Well, Dana, compared let's, to day one. Let's dive into those 200 run metres because what does it actually mean? It means that even those last, you, you said 261 in that last game, he's taking those 61 run metres off a forward. Do you know what I mean? So, so that, that's what's so impressive about the New South Wales backs in terms of, you know, racking up all these metres um, through Toto, through Tedesco, is that they're taking so much pressure off their forward pack so that they've got enough juice to be able to compete towards the back end. You know, that's one of the things that I think you know, Billy Slater will probably get right in this game. I don't expect Queensland to gas out because, you know, that's the, that's the reality of the situation. I felt like that scoreline in game two was a little bit deceiving because Queensland, they just had no fuel in the tank. I don't feel like that's going to happen. But how do the Blues continue to play at the, the same intensity at the end of the second half as they do at the start of the game, it's it's through efforts um, such as that. So anyway, it doesn't get spoken about enough. And, you know, I know it's... You know, this game's all about tries, but really wanted to um, to talk about that. Uh, Matty Burton, the, the, the Torpies, they're absolutely torturous. Um, you know, as much as we joke about the pressure on them, Ponga, um, I have no concern about Ponga. He's unbelievable in the air. But, yeah, Selwyn Cobbo, he's going to um, be tested. Corey Oates, I, I feel pretty comfortable. He's definitely got the height there. Um, but, you know, again, he's he's been out of this arena for a little bit of time, so he's going to be tested out. Uh, Mickey, you know... Why are we so confident that New South Wales will get the job done here? Mickey, it's because of this Penrith Panthers, New South Wales Blues team that we got. I mean, I, I, I'm, more, I'm just, I'm down for it. Let's just, you know, whoever, whoever's New South Wales eligible from the Penrith Panthers, let's just follow, throw a Blues jersey on them because they've been outstanding. Um, you know, just talk to us a little bit about Coruscant, Luai, Cleary, um, Azai Yo, Liam Munn. I mean, it's... You know, they, they, are just, the dirty pig. they are just so <laughs> fluid out there. You know, you, typically in these rep games, you see things be a little bit clunky. There's a couple of sort of drop balls, but yeah, the blues are really warming into this and it's off the back of that, that Penrith uh, crew. I think when you've got like the, those people are like in the gears working together at club level and then at rep level, that's probably why you're not seeing it sort of fall apart and like little sp- little spots because they're all in those like big playmaker roles and they all play together at 
club level. So I definitely think that's a like factor in it all working together. Um, it's like, oh, I don't know. I hold like a grudge against Penrith at the moment. Like when they were losing all those games, I was like, oh, that's sort of sad. It's good to see them win a grand final. And now it's just only seeing exactly. them win. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> like this. Yep. And so then when they get poured into state of origin, I'm also like, oh, I've got that little grudge at, grudge like at club level. Like, can I just let it slide here? I, I, I love that. But they were. They were everyone's fairy tale. Everyone loved the little Penrith Panthers. They finally figured it out. And then now everyone's just like, no, I, I'm done with them. But, yeah, yeah. look, I, I think it's tempo, you know, for me when it comes to the Penrith Panthers. You can just play at a faster pace if you've built those combinations. You know, at the end of the day, there's no, you know, half a second hesitation. You know where your players are going to be. And Abby Corusau, his ability to manipulate the ruck. I mean, I... I'm watching the game. I'm watching Coruscant in the ruck, and I, I cannot figure out whether he's going to go left or right. He's just got the – he's got an unbelievable dummy, and, um, you know, he sells both sides. He makes the defense work every single tackle. And then to have someone as accomplished as Damian Cook just sitting on the bench, I mean, that is – you know, that, that that's being absolutely spoiled. So taking nothing away from Damian Cook, I still think he's a fantastic player, and we're spoiled to have him there. Uh, Angus Crichton uh, sitting on the bench there. Uh, Jacob Saifidi obviously coming in. Hard to believe that he would start. Probably would look to have him start off the bench with Junibolo um, starting that one with Jakey Trevojevic uh, and, uh, and Talakai obviously getting to hold his spot as well. All right, team. Well, there we go. There's the New South Wales team. There's the Queensland team. New South Wales, massive favourites to get the job done here. Dana, let's go. No sitting on the fence. What's your predictions here for this one? I'm going... Shit, I don't know. Uh, Look, in reality, we're going to go New South Wales, get the upset. Uh, We're going to say 10 to 6. My heart is telling me that I will be wrong and Queensland will come back and win 22 to 8. Okay, I love that. I love that. You've got a lot of mixed emotions going there. Look, for me, this is going to be a bloodbath. New South Wales win 30 points to 10. What's leading into that, though, is I'm really worried about Kalen Ponga. I just can't – and I know this is – I don't want to put I don't want to put a, a jinx on him. I love him. I love the Newcastle Knights, but he is just not completing games at the moment. Like if Kalen Ponga was fully fit – played the entire 80 minutes, set up a couple of try assists, then I'd be a little bit more concerned. But, yeah, obviously with the loss of Cam Munster, uh, potentially you know, I'm just a little bit uncertain about Ponga um, and very, very confident in, in this New South Wales team off the back of Nathan Cleary. So there we go, Mickey. Uh, you get the final say on this one. What's your thoughts? Um, I want New South Wales to win, and I think they'll win. But I think it'll be by a field goal. Oh, a close one. I know, yeah. Okay, is it Just... Nathan Cleary or is it like a Matt Burton sideline weird? Yeah, we've got a few well, options there. Surely, surely it's a Tedesco chimes in somewhere. <laughs> He's got to do something. Yeah, I was actually just thinking, I was like, mm, it probably will be Nathan Cleary, but I I actually would like to see a Matt Burton field goal. Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool, even if it's a 2.1. To be honest, he could probably kick him from his 10-metre line. That guy's leg is unbelievable. Well, there we go. Uh, It's all New South Wales Blues tonight. Um, I can already uh, see here the group chat going off with Cos not making this show. uh, No, it's going to be an interesting one. Tune in. uh, Game three. We love a decider. 
All right, team, let's dive into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, Dana, let's say that your heart is right and Queensland do the impossible and they get the job done here. Who's the player? Who's the Wally Lewis medal winner? Who's the man of the match? Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on this? Player of the series even. Oh, player of the series? None of them. Uh, I, honestly, I don't think anyone's been consistent through the first two games. Um, obviously, Cameron Munster got man of the match, first match, and then Cleary got it for the second one. But um, the only con- somewhat consistent man in that side, I think, has honestly been Harry Grant. Um, he obviously didn't put on as much as a show during game two because there was not those extra opportunities for scoring. That's a good but shot. Yeah. It was it was there. And I think he always plays with his heart in his sleeve as a hundred percent as he can. He'll get a couple of those little borrow tries that he learnt from Brandon Smith at the storm. And it's just if he can get that possession and have that full 80 minutes, I reckon it's it's going to Harry Grant. Yeah, no, that's a good shout. Yeah, had a poor game too. And uh I haven't seen Harry Grant play too Four games in a row, so he'll be looking to have a big one. Be really interesting to see how it all works out. You're right, like his minutes, how that's all going to work with the different players there. But so you're saying if Queensland get the job done, Harry gets player of the match and then takes out player of the series because again, yeah, the, the player that dominates this one, I, I think, will get the medal. Look for me, uh, New South Wales. It's very, very difficult. I think. Look, realistically, you know, Nathan Cleary has got to be at short odds uh, to get the job done, but. I don't want to steal Mickey's thunder, but there's a certain fullback that I also will think will be in the running. So I won't steal your thunder, but uh, yeah, look, I'll, I'll go Cleary. But Mickey, what about yourself? Who who gets you know player of the player of the match, player of the series for the New South Wales Blues if they get the job done? Yeah, I literally have written here after game one. You would have thought Munster would have got it, mm. <laughs> um, but then obviously he didn't really perform, and now he's not playing. Um, it really, and then I said, really wouldn't surprise me if Cleary gets it, um, just because of the impact he has had for New South Wales. But I do think player of this series, Teddy. Yeah, obviously, this is yeah. this is Teddy's moment. I mean, I know he's yeah. your beloved player, but you talk about a guy who is so consistent. His leadership. Yeah, I, I think he's I think he's a shoe in for for a try in this game. I think he's going to have a massive performance, and you know it's it's going to be very very difficult for anyone to unseat Cleary for those honours. But if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be Tedesco. That's for sure. Surely it's going to be Brian To'o if New South Wales win. Bit of a hat trick. Yeah, I, I think you know. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Like, if I have to pick someone for New South Wales, I'm going to go Brian To'o. All right, there you go. Heard it, heard it there first. Gamble responsibly, <laughs> but uh, I, I know Dane Gagai did it a few years ago. But um, yeah, we'll definitely see. But yeah, cannot wait for this one. Game three in Queensland. Who gets the job done? All right, team. That's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank my amazing panel, Dana. Always bringing the heat when it comes to. Queensland when it comes to the Melbourne Storm and Mickey it's great to have another ally on the panel as we pre-celebrate what we think is going to be a massive win to the New South Wales Blues to our listeners we really do appreciate your support 
It has been a massive week for us here at Mojo Sports. It's been our uh, it's it's been our twelve month birthday. Um, you know, can't believe it's been a year already. Just want to thank everyone here at Mojo, everyone behind the scenes that helps produce the show. We really do appreciate everyone's support. To our listeners, how do you support us? It's very simple. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends, and until next time, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.